The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. We're grading next week's two-star starters on a zero-to-five scale, as we normally do here on the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Clayling here with Todd Zola, the normal Friday combination. And we're going to be looking ahead to next week's two start starters as we normally do. Starters, starters. I don't know why I said it like that. But uh, looking forward to that. Todd, I'm in a, I'm hurting in a bad way offensively on some of my fantasy teams, but trying to manage otherwise, trying to stay afloat. How are you doing on this Friday afternoon? Well, you're the only one, Clay. Everybody else yeah. is crushing it offensively, and you're you're the only one. Yeah, only my teams <laughs> are doing bad offensively. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. You know what? It's just even more important just to make to just keep the lineup spots getting something now just so you don't fall too far behind. And then when things start to, you know, flip back when it gets warmer, when they put a little more juice in the ball or whatever they might do. Yeah. Right now, right now you can't afford to forget to make a move something like that. You need to make sure you get every little stat you can. Yeah. And it's, it's a rough climate right now, offensively across major league baseball. So yeah, if you're uh, checking your your box scores and you're seeing some three for thirty fives or some four for forties, no, you aren't alone. I've been trying not to look at my standings, but then when I check my daily box scores, I see numbers like that. And I'm like, God, it can't be good. So, uh, and I have Kyle Tucker on some of my big teams, and yeah, you know, Kyle Tucker has just been getting super unlucky. It seems like he's hitting the ball well, but just can't find any holes in the diamond. They'll come around. That's what you want to see. You want to see them hitting the ball hard, contrary to what I talked about six months ago when I was wrong. Um, you want to hit the ball hard, and uh, he's doing that. It'll come around for Kyle Tucker. And he'll start running, and everything else will come into place. Yeah, he's got a lot of red on that stat cast page. 94th percentile X slug. So uh, you know, upward mobility in the lineup doesn't seem to be there because – Dusty's pretty set in his ways, it seems like. With, with He'll earn it. He'll earn it, I think. Yeah. Jeremy Pena leading off the past few days. Mm-hmm. He's one of the youngsters. You know, most of the youngsters around the game seem to be struggling. Bobby Witt, Julio Rodriguez, although Rodriguez getting a ton of borderline calls going against him, kind of 
questionable getting the rookie treatment. But uh, Jeremy Pena bucking the the trend not only with with young prospects hitters, but just hitters across the game, all hitters. Uh, yeah, a few guys doing damage right now. You talked about Rodriguez, and then he did tattoo a ball last night. It was chased down to end the game. You know, hmm. uh, it was with Garcia made a nice catch, and uh, I believe it was Garcia Adolos Garcia to end the game last night. But no, yeah. Yeah, Pena's, I mean, maybe right now, if the ball isn't traveling in the air, those that are hitting the ball down and hard, like our Little League coaches used to tell us to do, um, maybe those are the guys getting success. You know, mm-hmm. if it's if the ball's shooting a parachute as it, after it's hit in the air, you know, hit, hit the ball down and hard. And that, if that's what that, that maybe what it's going to be, need to take, get success until the weather warms, et cetera. But um, yeah, Pena was a nice find. He was, I mean, not going to say I was all over him, but he was the kind of chance I was willing to take um, towards the end. I'm not going to take my chances on Bobby Witt, but I am going to take him on Pena 20 rounds later, and so far so good. But I don't think we're done hearing from Bobby Witt yet. No, I don't think so. I saw a Jesus Sanchez homer last night. Do you see that? That thing was um, just blistered. And it didn't, I mean, it got you, out in a hurry, but it didn't seem to go as far as it looked like it went off the bat. So you you didn't see my tweet, obviously, and I didn't whatever. See this is a little I'm sorry. Perhaps this is not suitable for work. I won't swear, but um, when he was rounding the bases, to me it looked like he was. What does it look like? He's pinching a loaf. <laughs> I mean, that's that's what it looked like to me. And um, I got called. You know, don't keep it clean, Zola. Like that's 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 dirty. That's I mean, dirty. Come on. Um, well, you know, I, it's pretty I, anyway, like I that's pretty run of the mill. I mean, I haven't sworn on Twitter since I got called out by my employer, or my freelancer in Bristol, who doesn't allow that. Um, so I haven't sworn on Twitter since um, since I've been told not to. Interesting. I didn't know that was a rule. Well, but, uh, it may not be universally applied. I see. I see. Um, you know, Freelancers. So, uh, though. There may be a former employee of ESPN. Um, let's call her Nady Colon. That maybe would cuss once in a while, and <laughs> for whatever reason, uh, he she didn't get in trouble. But you know, I whatever. So, uh, I listen. I, I you know, whatever. It's, it's, it's not. I don't think you'll be hearing from them about the pinching <laughs> a loaf. That's kind of uh, I'm, not, I'm not worried. You know, but but I understand it's policy and it's fine. And you know, yeah, it's all good. By the way, with that that Homer the other day. Uh, yesterday sanchez jesus sanchez of miami now top 10 in the early going in wrc plus so uh early wrc plus leaders arenado jose ramirez saya suzuki third matt olson steven kwan still up there even with some give back he's still looking for his homer first homer or steal uh cj crone's got six long balls already he's at a 216 wrc plus wander franco ty france jesus sanchez then uh eduardo escobar Pretty nice start for him offensively. Todd, any yeah. uh, pickups on your mind this weekend that you're kind of hiccups? Any hiccups? Pickups. Oh, pickups. Getting I have hiccups way too often. Um, you know what? There is one. And I think I got him in a league. No, I didn't get him. Uh, I'm thinking of a different league. Um, Hoy Park was just sent down. Hmm. And that is because he's not playing well. And it's because Michael Chavez is. Yeah. I think Chavez is an interesting pickup. He, he's I been crushing he's pretty, it lately. Yeah, well, that's part of the problem. <laughs> I'm not alone in that thinking. Yeah, and it's you know, it's it's a little more than what have you done for me lately. Um, but it, the fact that Park has been sent down when when Anthony Alford was called up, I think it it does show that Pittsburgh wants to play Chavez a little bit more. So I think he he's on my list. He's on my uh, list. I haven't really gone deep 
yet as far as what I wanted to do over the week. I don't know if you noticed last weekend's tout moves. Mixed league was really busy. Both of the mixed leagues mm-hmm. were really, it was just one of those weeks where I think people were just filling in for little Nicky. There weren't a ton of great players available, but they were just filling in just a bunch of Nicky knack injuries. Some of them COVID and tout does have an, an, an IL. So you, it's not like I mean, you can easily go out and get someone and it doesn't cost you a lot and doesn't cost you a reserve. But, yeah, I just noticed how busy the, the Tout Wars mixed leagues were last week. I noticed that, too. And you know who I got? I had two pickups in my Tout Wars league uh, mixed head-to-head. I got uh, Paul Blackburn and then Jesus Sanchez, who we were just talking about. Go. I couldn't believe he was still sitting there. He was drafted, but then he was dropped in the first waiver period before the season. Then not added in the second one, so I kept having to like double check: is this the Jay Sanchez I want? Like, yeah, exactly. But uh, I did get him, so you know, replacing Mitch Hanniger with Jesus Sanchez is pretty pretty darn nice. By and the Paul Blackburn test. got a win yesterday. Yeah, five innings and both teams scored more, but Oakland never lost a lead, and Blackburn got the win, increased velocity. He's one of those guys that we're trying to apply early season next level analytics and hoping that we're right. Um, we'll see. Um, but back to Sanchez, I'm looking quickly. I don't know. I, it's too small a sample to get anything realistic. But, um, yeah, he's – I might, no, that was last year. He's been playing better defense. And right now he's a minus two defensive runs. Uh, but last year it was it was in right field and he was five defensive runs saved. Right now he's minus two. But from the – a couple times – he looks comfortable in center. That was my biggest concern was is can he play center field. And I saw him make a couple of plays, but, I mean, right now he's minus two defensive runs saved in center field. Again, a little early to start looking at that. Um, it's, you can't multiply by 10 and say he's a minus 20 because, we're you know, whatever percent through the season. But um, that would be my concern with Sanchez is can he handle center field? It's good to see he's striking out a little less early on. Yeah. Um, his swing strike rate is about the same, but uh, good to see the – K's down a little bit. Walks are also down, but and he certainly looks like one of their their better hitters right now, Jesus Sanchez. At least uh, you know a lot of guys slow to get going on that that team. Uh, some pickups from the stake league last night, just to keep you updated. Uh, throw some names out there and let you decide what you want to spend this weekend. But uh, before we get into the two start starters, I'll, I'll give you these names: Taylor Ward, eleven dollars. Jose Siri for 10, playing quite a bit over Chaz McCormick lately. Jorge Lopez of Baltimore for 7. Chad Pinder for 7. Josh Stalmont, 6. So Lopez and Stalmont went for 7 and 6, respectively. And then guys like Emilio Pagan for 3 and Hector Neris for, for only 2. So I actually kind of like those those bottom two even more than uh, Lopez and Stalmont. So there actually are some closer candidates out there this week. Assuming, you know, Neris wasn't picked up uh, and Pagan wasn't already owned, but uh, some guys out there. And Michael Pineda, only a $3 ad. So while he looked great, doesn't seem like you'll have to break the bank for him. And Chavis, who you mentioned, uh, Sean Murphy was picked up. He's a really good wow. defender. This is only a one-catcher league, by the way. Had a great offensive game. Yeah, been, I wonder if the pickups were based upon his <laughs> great game yesterday. You know, Dubal Herrera, who looks like he'll be back in center field for yeah. the the Phillies. Not a great player, but he did go thirteen and nine, or sorry, thirteen and six last year. Oh, Dubal Herrera. And yeah, I mean Josh Veerling or Matt Veerling, not gonna really be right presenting presenting much of a roadblock there. 
hasn't done it yet. Matt, he's he's gone from Matthew to Matt, and it hasn't helped. There's been several players who whose names have been changed early on, like everywhere, which must mean they've come out and uh, Nathaniel Lowe. Hmm. This is what this is what this is what you want you to call me, and they're beginning to be changed everywhere. I feel like I I still want uh, Luis Robert to uh, come out and have one of those. Like, here's how you say it tweets he probably has had one at some point i've heard it's you know it feels like that old uh office meme like snip snap snip snap trying to get his name right but i think it's actually a a, kind of a middle point of the two pronunciations we thought i think it's robert it could be i have i have i told you my hockey story with names no all right so this is when i was in grad school at boston college uh my roommate was really good friends with a gentleman named paul hebert H-E-B-E-R-T. Uh, Paul Hebert was from Long Island. And he had a brother that was the goaltender of the of the Islanders. And he went by Guy Hebert. He was Guy Hebert. Okay, that was his name. But he's playing hockey. He was known as Guy Hebert. And, uh, <laughs> French Canadian. Funny. Yeah. yeah <laughs> he funny. had this Long Island accent. So I never met him, but I just thought that was funny. Um, that is pretty he's, he's like, that's my brother. I'm like, you're, you're, you're Hebert. He's a bear. Well, he's like, think of the spelling. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> and by the way, Robert, again, I'm, I think it's like a middle ground of the two pronunciations that I've used in the past, but he is uh, dealing with a minor groin strain. So uh, probably out of your lineups this weekend, I'd, I'd imagine you kind of have to make that move. Is there such so, thing as a minor groin strain? Yeah, that's a good point. I, I'm checking now. We do not have the White Sox lineup in yet for today, so right. probably waiting on to see if he uh, needs an IL stint. Robert, but they're going to be getting AJ Pollock back, so he's another name who might be out there. And among those closer candidates I mentioned, I didn't mention Danny Jimenez, but uh, got another save, and now he has two. And Lou Trevino's on the COVID IL, so uh, probably the cheapest of those five we mentioned, and pretty decent Could skills. Be. So. Yeah, and uh, I mean, you kind of alluded to it in a different. We were talking about it previously. Um, Trevino is a trade candidate. Yeah. So Jimenez, if you can stash, you know, isn't a bad pickup. A guy I picked up just because my team is so lacking in power. Daniel Vogelback. Look, I know we've all been down this road before, but currently twentieth in baseball in WRC plus one seventy seven. Got three homers. He's walking a bit and uh, leading off against right-handed pitching. So leading I just off. need a little pop. Gets and I also went the stash route on uh, Vinny Pasquantino because the KC offense is just so bad. Pasquantino's got more walks than K's at AAA. So I wanted Tristan Casas. He went for four. Uh, seems like the, the word's out on Casas. But uh, since I didn't get him, Pasquantino's my fallback, hopefully. He'll be among the uh, first wave of big-time prospects called up in season. But let's uh, get into two-star pitchers after this quick commercial break. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Now we are back on the show. The Friday Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Good luck to Miggy tonight. As he goes for number 3,000, Aaron Boone caught one of the loudest choruses of booze I've ever heard on a baseball field yesterday. Do you hear that? But he walked Not live, but I saw the replay. Yeah, I did see it on replay. Oh, man. I mean, I know Boone was just trying to win a game, but uh, that was like, I don't know, pro wrestling heel at, at WrestleMania type of booze. Yeah, a lot of people were happy that Meadows got a hit. Yeah, I wonder if Boone's... I don't know, man. This Yankees team has just been so bad. I kind of think, well, he's on the hot seat in terms of the fan base. I don't know if he's on the hot seat in terms of management or ownership, Aaron Boone, but uh, yeah, I got to feel like that seat's getting a little hot for him. The back back half of that order especially has been really uh, doing very, very little. So let's Better get into uh, next, week, two, next week's two-start starters. If you're unfamiliar, we grade these on a zero to five scale. I'll be going uh, a little conservative early on, although, man, uh, as you said, it's not a bad time to be uh, streaming, but I also want to be kind of diligent with uh, who I stream, not just throwing anybody willy-nilly. But uh, yeah, with the, the league-wide ERAs, did you tweet that out? Is it like three? What is the league It was league-wide 389 ERA? last time I looked. Uh, now, the, the 
reliever ERA was like 3.37. So starters, it's still up over four, but it's still lower than what it normally is. Yeah. So with the weather and the ball as it is, yeah, maybe, not, you know, I'm not saying don't stream. And of course we're doing this two start starter thing, but generally I am skewing a little bit more conservative, even with the offensive environment right now. And Madison Bumgarner, I'm sorry. You know what? I didn't change. So I have to change on the grid to custom start date 425. So let's see. Uh, you can follow along with us, rotowire.com slash try for a 10 day trial. Uh, Merrill Kelly and Zach Davies. I can't see starting Zach Davies in any situation, so I'll give him a zero. But Merrill Kelly's been fantastic versus the Dodgers at St. Louis. Kind of a tough two step, but uh, I'm thinking Merrill Kelly needs to be universally rostered if he isn't already. And uh, I guess I'll give him a three here, even against the Dodgers in that first start. A couple of tough matchups, but because he's one of the few pitchers pitching more than four innings a start. So I'll I'll match your three, but yeah, um, I don't love the matchups. Max Freed for Atlanta. He gets uh, the Cubs and then at Texas. So that's a pretty nice little two-step. Cubs aren't a doormat by any means, and seems like they're striking out less as a team, but still one you feel pretty good about, especially with a high-end arm like Freed. So he's not in that five elite tier for me, but he's a high-end four. He's a five for me. Yeah, it's a fair, lot of right? it's matchups, but he's a five. Yeah, I hear you. He's not an elite pitcher, but this week, I mean, he, he's number five in my list, so I have to give him a five. Jordan Lyles is off to a pretty nice start so far this season. 12 to 6K to walk, a 3-5-2 ERA. The whip's high. But, man, I was watching a game out in Camden the other day, and it's such a spacious park now. It feels like at least out in left field, wicked spacious out there so uh now the ball may be traveling less on you know, average fly ball distance and suddenly these uh oreo starters aren't an afterthought anymore lyles is on the road at the yankees to start next week then he's home against boston uh, even with that nice start i think i can only give him a one and that's like you know points league al al only <laughs> okay well i'm just gonna go zero then okay. no i i I'm, i need I mean, I have him on some draft champions. You're not starting him. But not starting him. Okay. Um, but I'm not picking him up. On, on, you know, I'm not picking him up. It, it's, I mean, I wouldn't walk on a fine him. line with those all those base runners right now. Yeah, yeah. So to me, he's still a zero. Sorry to cut you off, by the way. No, uh, Nathan Eovaldi at Toronto at Baltimore, so he'll be matched up against Lyles in that second star. Uh, Toronto scares you, but. Man, down Tay Oscar, they're not as scary right now. They're, they had Zach Collins cleaning up the other day. Uh, so, yeah, at Toronto, at Baltimore, I think I'll give you Valdi a three, but uh, am, I, am I too low on him? No, and I just watched the series between the Red Sox and Toronto. They're still scary. Um, yeah. They're still, they're still scary. Um, I've actually toned down. I did a couple tweaks this week to make my rankings more about when I, when I do them with you off the cuff, they now match a little bit more. So, I mean, I actually have a, a Evaldi at 47, which makes him a, a high end three, but a three. I hear you. Yeah. Okay. Um, sorry. I was muting my phone. I <laughs> usually I'm good at that, but I, I missed it this week. All right. I'm, so I'm usually the one that gets the phone calls. 
Yeah, you have a landline still, don't you? I do. Um, Whether I keep it next week or not, we'll find out when I move. But um, yeah, good anyway. luck with that move, by the way. Thank you. Hope it goes well. I hate moving, but uh, I've been entertaining the idea of a relocation as well. So I'm just so sick of this weather up here. Oh, anyway. you're talking like across the street. You're talking. Yeah, I'm thinking. Yeah, you're talking. I kind of like Arizona. A remote office. Yeah. I keep saying one of these years we go to the AFL, I'm going to buy a one-way ticket. hasn't happened yet. <laughs> I know Derek Van Riper used to say something like that too, and I'm kind of – I'm reaching that point. Uh, Chicago Cubs, Marcus Stroman, he's got an 8-7-80 RA at Atlanta, at Milwaukee. You got him for this, you know, durability and consistency, and, man, he hasn't been consistent with this performance so far. So I'm going to have to go with a two, I think. I, maybe that's high. I, I'm going to go three. I'm I st- To me, water finds its level. So, I mean, the law of averages isn't that if you're lucky, you get unlucky or vice versa. But even so, um, his numbers will be there at the end. So he's going to need some good starts to get there. And I'm going to give him a three. Ray versus San Martin looked pretty good in the long relief role against the Dodgers. And then, of course, when you know it, he falls on his face again. So uh, no real situation where I could uh, see well, starting or even holding, Frank. He's at Colorado, which pretty much disqualifies him right then yeah. and there. If, if, is he going to go five? We have no idea. If he's back in the in the you know in the Ryan Yarbrough role, I'm interested again, mm-hmm. but not as a but starter. not this week, right? Yeah, Colorado to end things could get pretty ugly. Excuse me, uh, Shane Bieber. Tristan McKenzie at the Angels, then at Oakland. That's pretty nice. So I think Bieber is a five. He's looked pretty darn good so far. I was yep. concerned about the arm, but he's looked great. And then uh, McKenzie also has a sub two five ERA. No wins to show for it yet, but I think Bieber is a five. And I think McKenzie, I don't trust him enough to go four quite yet, but I think he's a, a real nice three. Agree with you. Yeah. Now, Bieber, we haven't seen the length out of Bieber that we may have been used to. But I don't think we should call that a surprise because he he has he's pitched he hasn't pitched a full season for a little while. But yeah, McKenzie, do like what I'm seeing. Do like the matchups. Could a couple of good home parks on the road, but they are good parks to pitch in. Kyle Freeland uh, got his extension, so good for him. But uh, and then went out and actually had a pretty nice outing. But man, the Rockies are so desperate for guys. Like you got to get him. You got to give Kyle Freeland an extension. I guess, but uh, it wasn't that much. I mean, to me, I guess you got to hold on to anybody who you got. They paid for the talent to sign an extension. I think they paid commensurate with the talent, except you know, a three six ERA turns into a four two, or three eight turns into a four five. So, I mean, he's been a four four guy. I mean, he's a three seven three eight pitcher in Colorado. So, they paid proper for the talent, but the outcomes are just blown up in Colorado. Now, I mean, this week. Has one game we went to the Cincinnati in town. I'm, to me, he's still a zero, but I mean, I'm not buying into the. He grew up in Colorado. He knows how to pitch in Colorado narrative. He's still a zero to yeah. me. Yeah, I mean, maybe he's been accustomed to that his whole life, but that doesn't mean he's going to fare any better at altitude. <laughs> right. right. And Herman Marquez, I, I guess if you can't spot the sucker, you are the sucker. And it got to the point in the main event where I was just like, I guess I have to take him, and I'll just. You know, I'll I'll be the one to pick my spots right on Marquez as well. I, I actually I don't think I've even started him. Maybe I did for one of those starts, but uh, the the road start here is against Philly, so I, I don't think I could start him. I think that's a zero. 
I got him as a two. I don't have him, so I don't know, you know, push comes to shove, would I actually start him? Yeah. But I have him ranked as a two, so I'm going to go. It's a tough two. road start. It is. Actually, the home starts a layup. <laughs> it's well, right. we'll see. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll see. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna give him the two. I probably would start him, but I don't have I don't I don't have that I don't have that um, question now. People who go by the site know I use I put a, a mixed reliever in there, and it kind of compares. You know, would you use the starter against a non-closing good reliever? And he finishes one step below the mixed twelve reliever. So in a twelve-team league, I wouldn't start him. Hmm. Yeah, that's a good barometer. And thanks for including that in your weekly pitcher rankings, a invaluable tool for us fantasy players. And yeah, it feels like Marquez has been at home for like, well, I guess through next week, he'll be at home for four of his first five. And yeah, maybe there'll be some spots I can use him in the future, but I just, I can't use him at home right now. <laughs> I can't believe some people actually started Dallas Keuchel. He's a zero for me. I, I saw Jeff's tweet. He was getting a little pushback. Like, oh, I can't believe people actually started Keuchel. And I can't either. But then I thought, well, I started Raver San Martin opening weekend. So I can't really <laughs> talk. Like, we all make mistakes. You can't, yeah, I mean, you're going to have like hundreds of mistakes in a given fantasy. Season. I haven't even corrected for in season performance yet. I'm still mm-hmm. basing upon my regular baseline. That's going to come next week. But even now, he's still at 117 against a pretty couple of pretty decent matchups at home. So that tells you what I think of Keiko. And that may be because I'm only projecting like four innings because I don't know if you can go a whole lot more than that right now. But, um, yeah, he, uh, you know, this is a White Sox team that we thought was going to just walk away with that division, and they still might. But they're running into some, um, you know, some speed bumps. Yeah, they've already, they're already pretty thinned out. So we'll have to wait and see if uh, that division gets pretty close. And, Maybe the Tigers can make it kind of close. They got Erod on the bump for two next week. Uh, Erod has an ERA north of five so far, but I think if you drafted him, you know, around 150 or whatever it was, man, I'd have some trouble swapping him out of my lineup. And I think I might have him in like only one draft and hold. And so while he hasn't been good and he gets the Dodgers in that second one, at Minnesota's pretty nice. So I think I'll give Erod a three. Yep, get him a three. Yeah, that's he's kind of a tough guy to figure out. I thought maybe this would kind of be you know a situation where he could kind of finally blossom and, and be himself, but he just well, performance wise hasn't been great. I think he'll get there. Uh Framber Valdez, Jake Odorizzi. I think Odorizzi's not only not a pickup, but a drop if you if you have him. So I'm gonna give yep. him a zero. And Framber, I guess he's uh let me look at these matchups again real quick. Uh, at Texas, at Toronto. I think he's a four. Three, three for on? me. Yeah, well, okay. I mean, no, I mean, you, 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 I don't know. <laughs> That's you're going three. I'm going three. The Toronto Toronto scares me, but I am at 57, so that puts him dead in the middle of the threes. So, yeah, going three. Not a two-start guy next week, but did you see how many uh, strikeouts Zach Granke has through three starts? Um, you and me have, like, two more than him. Two less than him. Right, he's got two, yeah, two, two fewer, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, 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 two fewer. I guess they're correct. Uh, if you can count it, it's fewer. Yes, that's the rule good of call. Thumb. Good call. So yeah, he's you and I only have two fewer K's than Zach Greinke. Man, that's but we have far less talent. <laughs> yeah, you can't quantify that. So yeah, I uh, sixteen innings. You got a two two five ERA, but 
really setting you back in the K department if you've been sitting uh Zach yeah. Granky out there every week. Daniel Lynch is the guy who gets two for them, and I can't see starting him in any scenario. It's a zero. Not yet. I mean, no, no, I agree. But he's gone from actually I have him as a one, but I, I can't I, I don't see that I would actually do that. But um he's kind of he doesn't stink as much as he you know he did last year. That's kind of a dumb, you know, really you know, Hall of Fame, non-Hall of Fame thing to say. I'm showing signs that he may actually, you know, realize some of the potential. Interesting. Yeah, I hadn't really paid a bunch of mine this year since he kind of fell on his face Yeah, in his debut, but maybe there's, maybe he's at least building and progressing yeah. in his development. Uh, we have to, I have to take care of some business, but we did have a question in the chat, head-to-head categories. Should he trade Chris Bryant for Goldie? Uh, it's hard not knowing the head-to-head cats. I'd imagine it's pretty standard, but uh, well, I, I don't think I would do that. They're very similar players. Mm-hmm. You're going to get more variance with Bryant at home. If the to me, it comes down to the multiple eligibility of Bryant. If it will help you at some point that he's got outfield eligible because even Goldie and Bryant, you figure they're figure they're going to be your corner. But if it would help you at some point to get that outfield, I would prefer Bryant. Otherwise, it's as pretty close to a wash as you can get. I'm with you, man. I already have Bryant in the outfield where I have him, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, so many of my leagues, I just my outfield is pretty messy right now. So. I think I'm with you. I think I'd side with the guy who has that outfield eligibility to go along with, with that corner third yeah. base eligibility. Uh, man, Arenado is off to a great start. I'm not, yep. you know, on this conversation, but I was thinking of Goldie and the, the Cardinals team and Arenado's uh, leading all of baseball right now in fan graphs war 1.3. So he seemed determined to kind of bounce back after what he deemed a, you know, below his standard season, his first year in St. Louis. Yep. Yep. Seems to be uh, back with a vengeance, like Die Hard with a Vengeance, one of my early uh, favorites on the movie side. Real quick, take care of some, uh, some bills here. Bet against others with no fees involved. That's right. No pesky hidden fees to ruin your day. Better Edge is a social betting marketplace where there's no fee on each transaction. Better Edge is a social betting marketplace, and chances are it's legal in your state. We bring betting back to its social roots where you can like, comment, and challenge other users all within the app. Play without getting played at Better Edge. Go to betteredge.com. That's B-E-T-T-O-R-E-D-G-E.com to sign up today. Also, baseball is back. That's right. An entire, uh, entire glorious season, all 162 games. And with live events resuming, you can actually be there to catch all the action in person with vivid seats. Every backdoor slider, every round tripper, and every double header can be experienced live. And with vivid seats rewards, you can start earning free tickets from your very first purchase. Just buy, collect stamps, and redeem. It's that easy. From behind the dugout to upper level, vivid seats has you covered for all the games that matter to you. Pro tip, buy tickets for your whole group, split the bill, and make progress towards your free ticket even faster. Just visit vividseats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats, life happens live. Back to next week's two-star starters, then we'll recap our grades for these guys once it's all said and done. 
uh, we're now on to the Los Angeles Angels. So it looks like they have the rare week where one of their starters will get to. And it looks like it'll be Michael Lorenzen. He uh, got out of the pitching hell that is Great American Ballpark and had a great first start, a little bit of a step back. His second time out gave up four runs, but uh, that was against Houston. So you kind of you know, give him a little bit of a mulligan. He gets Cleveland at home and then the White Sox. So I'm still not sold on Michael Lorenzen as like a full season long stud. He's got a lot of health issues. So I think in these, with this two step, he's, he's a decent two. I may have these these adjustments I made. We're not we're kind of in lockstep again. So I have him as a two. Um, so I don't know if I made the right adjustments or wrong because I, they weren't designed to match you. But maybe that's not a bad thing. Um, well, what I did, like I, you, I just, you made a mistake. What I did was I, tem- I I I kind of feel that I put too much into the two start aspect of it, and by the numbers, I understand it, it does what it does. But I think when you, I think it hurts ratios. I, I think it hurts ratios more than it helps them. And I, I think I need to just tone down. When a guy has two starts, um, I didn't count it as two starts. It's counted like as one point eight starts. Mm. If you know, if, if you, and that gets added in. So I found the right number. I think I found the right number there. Um, that's that was the adjustment I made for people that are curious because I. I do like to talk about the sausage and et cetera, but um, Lorenz and I do have as a two. Nice. Yeah. I, um, I do appreciate you showing us how, you know, the process behind your takes on a lot of these. And uh, I think it is important to point out that you shouldn't just assume he's getting to, we have him tentatively penciled in for two, but who's to say there's not rain on the South side of Chicago next weekend. Uh, so when you're looking at this, don't just say, oh, Lorenzen's getting two. I'll project him for 10 innings. Like that, that may not be how it works. And he gets Cleveland in that only in that one game, the team that's a juggernaut right now. Somehow right? a juggernaut, yeah. Oh, man. Not going to last. <laughs> Good for them, swinging it hot early. Walker Bueller is a, a five for me, but uh, any concerns with his fastball? I saw You know, velocity seems to be all right, but it seems to be he's getting knocked around a little more than I expected. But but I don't was, really have many concerns. That was, I mean, that was the whole offseason argument was that he wasn't as good as his expected. I mean, he wasn't as good as his actual ERA. His expected ERA was half a run higher. And the algorithmic systems had him around 3.7, 3.8. And, uh, you know, he's been 2.7, 2.8, maybe not that high. Maybe 3 or 5, 3, 6 guy. So I think what we're seeing is regression, a little bit of regression. And the skills will still take hold. He's still a very, very good pitcher. But I think he out. I think he was out pitches peripherals early in his career, and I think that's all we're seeing. Yeah, I thought maybe I, I did have the five. Once a guy does it so many times, I think there's something to the ability to beat those on there a isn't. consistent basis. There isn't. I guess there isn't. There isn't. It, it's one of those oh. things. Here's one of those expressions that I thought I made up, and too many of the people have said it that I didn't make it up. It just makes too much sense. You beat your, you beat the peripherals until he doesn't. Yeah. And it, it's not as if these million people heard me say that. And I'm going to copy Zola. So it just, it's just kind of a cute saying that, that other people uh, recognize as well. Anyway. I guess you can only beat him for so long. But, uh, you know, yeah. like that was the case with Kyle Hendricks. And for so many oh, years I he mean, beat him. But 
it's kind of it's a, not going to happen every single year. It's kind of an over oversimplification of what's going on. Mm-hmm. But if you if you use luck, you know, use lucky unlucky as a binary, you know, 50-50 chance of it happening and over a six year period, one person out of 32 pitchers is going to be lucky all six years. Flip a coin six times, 32 people flip a coin six times, and one of them is going to get all heads and one of them is going to get all tails just out of probability. So to me, that's, I mean, that's what, you know, if you, so now, all right, six year period, if you have 332 numbers, multiply that by, multiply that by 10. Now you're up to 320. Now you're up to, you know, the number of pitchers in the league. So, you know, there's going to be 10 pitchers that are lucky six years in a row by probability. It's an oversimplification. It's not that easy, but it does kind of frame why it might not be beating his peripherals. You know, that the, the, there's still the probability is someone's going to be that lucky for that long. I hear you, man. Well, um, a guy who's been kind of unlucky, at least in terms of run support, Sandy Alcantara, he's kind of taken that baton from Jacob deGrom as far as <laughs> yeah, that yeah. dominant ace who just can't get many wins. He does have one, but uh, I think he got robbed the other day. He's got a 186 ERA. That's a five for me. Five for me, too. Insane with the two Brewers starters, right? Uh, at well, I guess Burns is uh, versus San Fran, and then Woodruff's at Pitt, and then they're both versus Chicago. But either way, both fives. Burns got the number one spot right now for me, and I, th- I think it's by a pretty good amount. Yeah, it, it, he's by a good amount over Scherzer. And, uh, yeah, Woodruff is a second. So I'm going to have to think of a Burns um, quip for my headline this week in the piece. Yeah, you'll have to think of something witty uh, to use there. <laughs> Uh, the twins, I think they're getting uh Sonny Gray back, or they hope to next week, so no two start starters for them. And then Scherzer's a five, yeah, we're in a pretty easy stretch of fives here, yeah. There's a few he looks, he looks fantastic early on. Mm-hmm. Luis Severino, you may include him in the fives. I mean, I think you can make a good case mm-hmm. for it. His strikeouts were down a little bit this last time out, but you love to see this guy pumping. Pumping that similar gas. I did think it was kind of interesting to see a little bit of a pitch mix change for him. He's not really throwing the slider at all. But uh, you have to be encouraged if you took that leap of faith with Severino. I think I'm going to give him a four just because I need to see a little bit more after like two plus years off. But uh, yeah, I think he's right there on the verge of being a five. Right. I mean, a five, I, mean, I don't know if you can expect six innings. But, I mean, you know what? Out of five, I kind of do expect six innings to start. I'm not there yet. I mean, he's, he's gone uh, three, five, and five, Severino has. Um, so I'm still in the four range. But I, I agree the skills could be a five. But I don't know that he's going to get the innings. You know, if, if he, you know, what, ten in, between 10 and 12 innings is probably where he'll end up. But um, to me, I can't project him enough to land in the five range. Yeah, again, you have to be encouraged with the the velocity, but yeah, yeah. maybe the slider. I think the slider was what actually gave him the arm trouble in the first place. So bagging that actually makes some sense. So he's throwing more cutters and uh, change-ups. He seems to have bagged the slider, essentially. Well, yeah. uh, Oakland's got two days off. Were you going to add something? I have. I don't know that this is the case, but it's a good time. to When, when a guy like Severino, who hasn't been you know pitching a lot the past couple of years, with all the ways of classification, I'm, again, I don't know that this is the case, but what I want to look up is, you know, when you talk about a slider and a, and a cutter and a, 
in a, in a curve. Sometimes it's just a different classification of the same pitch. Yeah, maybe the cutter's um, getting labeled. Uh... Yeah, so I don't know. I don't again. I don't know for Severino. That's something I'm going to look up after the show. Um, you, to me, you, you look up the the movement, the velocities, etc. Because one of the I believe is even you know Statcast, which you think would be very very objective. They said that um, they they call the pitch what the pitcher calls the pitch, mm-hmm. you know. So it, it's kind of uh, if the pitcher says it's throwing a slider, it gets it gets marked as a slider in Statcast. It doesn't get judged by the movement, et cetera. Yeah. So. I wonder when we're going to get the classification of the sweeper, which uh, is kind of a buzzword around baseball. Right yeah, now. yeah. But yeah. I wonder if we'll see that classification pop up on uh, fan graphs or baseball savants soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kyle Gibson, Zach Eflin, we're skipping over the A's because I got two off days next week. Uh, mm-hmm. But for the Phillies, Gibson and Eflin. And Eflin's kind of struggled so far, but I actually think maybe you go out and pick him up because he's home against Colorado, then at the Mets – most spacious pitcher-friendly park in baseball. I, I'm not willing to give up on Eflin. I'd have to be kind of desperate, uh, but that's kind of the case in my uh, main. I don't know if he's even available there, but uh, I would consider Eflin on my waterfalls this weekend, even though it's been a struggle for the most part. So I'll give Eflin a two, and I think Gibson's a three. Actually, I'm going to give Eflin I, a one, Gibson a three. Yeah, I've got – it might just be that – I, I went into the season high on Eflin, so and if I when I make the adjustment for in-season numbers, it may drop them down a little bit. But I actually have Eflin a couple of spots higher than Gibson, and they're both in the three range. So I'm wondering if um, you know I'm going to stick with the three for Eflin. Now we we talk about the Mets; their offense still doesn't scare me. Um, yeah, and I do want to say you got to remember when Eflin starts was in Colorado, so. Yeah, so I'm I'm going to go three for both, and it, it, a lot of that has to do with perhaps being a little bit optimistic with Eflin. I don't know how many innings I haven't projected for. It may also be that I, you know, I don't think he's a five inning for sure guy, in which he will be, but I don't know that he's there yet. So, and when I look at the average innings per start, I mean, right now it's you know based on two starts. So, a guy like Jose Barrios, it's low because he had that terrible less than an inning and even if he throws seven the next time it's still under five uh below five so mm-hmm. so Eflin went five and two thirds last time so i'm gonna in colorado and i know so i'm gonna keep i'm gonna keep him where he is all right i'm actually gonna bump him up to a two so i okay okay kind of like on a whim lowered him to one but i'm gonna go back to two on f okay um mitch keller looked like those people who took the plunge on him were really gonna pay a hefty price uh, but then he had a bounce back effort. He took the loss against Milwaukee the other day, right. but uh, five and a third innings, only one earned run allowed. Most importantly, seven Ks against zero walks. So uh, maybe those who bought in, you know, maybe the uh, the book isn't closed completely on Keller. He does still have a six two three RA, but then he gets these Brewers again, and then uh, versus San Diego. So two home starts. What do you think? Do you pick up Keller if he was dropped and maybe turn him loose? He's in the zero range, but I could I can see you know I, I may do need to do an adjustment. I don't know that I adjust. I'm not going to adjust too much, but I I was kind of more pessimistic coming in, and like you said, he's shown signs in the first few starts, but he hasn't you know crushed it. Yeah, to me, there's enough there that if for whatever reason you need to make up ground at the head league or something of that effect, I can see making a play for Keller this week and using him as a one or two, although I do have him ranked currently as a zero. 
Yeah, I think if he's a guy, like if he was dropped and you say, oh, I want to see a little more, you're probably going to be too late. So yeah, maybe pounce now, even if you don't want to use him for this too. But maybe Pittsburgh you take him up now and see how he, yeah. how he fares. Yeah, Two home games. Neither, I mean, not, offenses are more – they're good offenses that are struggling because of injury probably. So, yeah, I can see picking him up and, you know, overriding my system because it does good. It doesn't forget, but it also doesn't recognize short-term as well as – you know, someone who's more of a touch and feel guy does. Well, the results for Keller haven't carried over from the spring. At least the velocity has. So he has yep. something to, to build on. Yeah. Uh, Joe Musgrove at Cincy at Pitt. That says that's a six. Maybe he might have broken the scale. Um, I, I am, you know, credit to Jeff Erickson. He was all over uh, Musgrove. And uh, I was in the past, but not this year. So. I didn't hit the right year. I, I saw him, and yeah, it was against the Reds, but he looks very ace-ish. So I think he's a guy who'll probably be in that ace group, assuming he keeps it up at a similar level. Uh, he has what does he have? He has a 20, 21 to one K to walk. Is that good? I think it's pretty good. Now we were we we were I mean we were off on we were differing on him throughout the course of the off season where or maybe I'm mistaking you for something else but I thought you were a little concerned about how we finished the season. The yeah, season I, I did have some concerns because he had yeah. that no hitter and then he was just kind of yeah. yeah I didn't have as much concern and I mean yeah he's a top ten this week he's an easy five but um yeah for sure I mean it's still early too I mean but at least so far the early returns and that team needs. That's it, you know, they need they need the good pitching because Darvish hasn't done all that well lately. That it's kind of gone under the radar. They need that ace. And Logan Logan Gilbert's also looking pretty ace-ish. I mean, two and zero with a zero point five four ERA. He's at the trop to start things where hitters notoriously struggle. And then he's at Miami. So, man, another guy who could uh, quickly emerge into those top tiers tiers of starting pitchers and. Well, he's not quite there yet. I think with these matchups, I'm going to have to give Logan Gilbert a five. I haven't ranked at 16. So that's top 20. That's oh, that a is five. a five. That is a five. Yeah, one to 20 is a five. Yeah. And um, the matchups, the parks. Yeah. And, I'm, you know, is he an ace? Mm, he's a fledgling ace. Um, but I'll, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give him a five. That's what the numbers say. No two-start starters for San Francisco. We'll see if they get Cobb back next week. Uh, very tentative there in, in San Francisco. I'll, then, keep an, uh, I'll keep an I'll keep an ear out for it. Sounds good. <laughs> well, was that a, oh an ear of corn or was that a corn joke? A corny joke, perhaps. <laughs> and you're yes. on the roll. I love it. Uh, Miles Michaelis, Jordan Hicks, Jordan Hicks. I can't start yet until he's more stretched out. And he kind of had a hiccup. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yesterday. So he allowed. He only went three innings. So took mm-hmm. the loss. Um, He's going to be a zero, but Michaelis has been great versus the Mets versus Arizona. You love those matchups, even with the Mets you know, playing well right now. So I think I'm going to give Michaelis, I think he's a four. Suddenly. I'm going to stick with a three just because he's such a pitch to contact guy. Yeah. He's that, been all over the map throughout his career. Yeah. I mean, he could, yeah, but I, to me, he's a three. Um, but I, I, you know, I'm, st- I would start him for sure. Let me just get the spreadsheet updated. By the way, I will include every single grade in the show notes moving forward. So I'll copy and paste those into the show notes so that you can, I don't know, copy and paste them into a spreadsheet or whatever you want to do with those. Um, Josh Fleming stepping in for Tampa Bay. 
Um, I forget who he was stepping in for. Was it? Uh, seems like it should be obvious to me, but I forget who it was. Let me just double check that real quick on our depth charts. So, uh, I guess Luis Patino. Yeah, but Boz has been out. Patino. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Either way, but uh, for some reason, I felt like. Fleming was not in the rotation to start the year than now he is, but either way, not a guy I'm going to be trusting in many spots versus Seattle versus Minnesota. Maybe a one. If word leaks out that he's primary pitcher and not the starter. Yes. I'll go with the one, but I don't think he's going to go five. Yeah. So I would, if you were the, in the new Ryan Yarbrough, well, he was for a while, and now he's, yeah, like, maybe, maybe he will be again. I mean, if if it's announced that Jalen Beeks or somebody is going to open, then but we don't often we don't know with Toronto mm-hmm. with Tampa, they'd spring it on us. So w- without any other knowledge than he's potentially starting, I'm not going to use him this week. So zero. Yeah. All right. So next up. Texas Rangers, Dane Dunning, Taylor Hearn. I can't start either one of those guys. I like them both, but I cannot justify. They're both in the – well, I see Dunning's in the zero range. I'm going to look at Hearn real quickly. Um, I do still like them both, but I can't can't make an argument. Actually, Hearn is my lowest-rated two-start pitcher of the week, so I can't can't make an argument there. I made a lot of missteps already, it seems safe to say, in my – main event league but one that was not a misstep was getting kevin gaussman as my sp3 in the, the sixth round he's just been unbelievable SP3? so yeah he's my sp1 in, in most places yeah so i mean that was one where i got kind of lucky and uh things look good there barrios has not been good I don't have a ton of concerns but i think for this exercise i'm going to go gaussman five and then barrios four just because right now it does feel like he's uh, a level or two below Gauss. Well, I'm going to go five with Brios and having seen him pitch against the Red Sox, um, they got to him in the first inning and then he settled down the rest of the game. I mean, he's had two good outings since the blow up. You take, take away, I mean, he's given up a lot of hits, but um, you know, 11 strikeouts, four walks in 11 innings other than the blow up. And the two games that we're talking about were at New York and at Boston. You see what we want about both teams struggling. It's still New York and Boston. So I think it's get much fine. easier for him though. I mean, yeah, Boston take, and Houston. Yeah. It's going to, it's going to be a while. Houston's not hitting right now. Uh, yeah, Houston's not hitting at all right now. Um, it's going to take a long time to get rid of that point, point one, a third of an inning in, in four runs. It's going to take a long time for Brios to have that stabilizer, have that get out. But um, I think he's, I mean, to me, you know, to me, he's fine. Yeah, you're right. That first outing will skew things for a long time. It's going to leave a mark. It's going to leave a mark. Rios. Yeah, um, yeah, 11K, everything looks okay. The Ks are fine, but the walks are a little high. And the hits, you mentioned 17 and yeah, the hits 11 are high. and you a third. So. The, last, the last two, but he was babbipped in Boston, if I recall. Okay. And, yeah, I think, I mean, well, the thing is some people, including myself, we're kind of hoping Barrios would take the next step, and he kind of did last year. Um, maybe he's giving that back, and he's just still—he's solid. He's not spectacular. Well put. And then Yuan Adon—I feel like we've had him on the list 
for a few weeks in a row. Uh, maybe not, but uh, at least one other week. He's a zero, right? He's a zero, but didn't he have a really good outing last? I, I know that maybe it was Tout Daily that I um, missed that that he used. Yeah, he, I mean, not really. Well, yeah, in 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 um double header. Yeah, so six and a third, five Ks, two walks. It wasn't fantastic, but in DFS scoring, that that plays. Yeah, he hung up a zero in the earned run column. So yeah, over six yeah. and a third, that ain't bad. It was yeah. against Arizona though. So yeah, no, to me it was a it was a good in a DraftKings. It was a very smart, and it was it was a Tuesday, so that would have been a tout daily. Um, so um, I think at the siege, I think our friend the siege had him. I'm sure other people did as well, CJ. Um, but I did happen to know Siege had him, and um, good call. Yeah, that's a nice, you know, low cost play if you hit that one right on the day yep. of, of that gem from Adon. All right, so let's uh recap our grades for next week. The week of April 25th, 2022, Merrill Kelly three, Zach Davies zero, Max Freed, I say four, Todd five, Jordan Lyles, I say one, Todd zero. Nathan Eovaldi, three. Marcus Stroman, I say two, Todd, three. Raver San Martin, zero. Shane Bieber, five. Tristan McKenzie, three. Kyle Freeland, zero. Herman Marquez, I have zero, but Todd, two. Dallas Keuchel, zero. Eduardo uh, Rodriguez, Erod, three. Jake Odorizzi, zero. Framber Valdez, I got four, Todd, three. Daniel Lynch, zero. Michael Lorenzen, two. Walker Bueller, five. Sandy Alcantara, five. Corbin Burns, five. Brandon Woodruff, five. Max Scherzer, five. Luis Severino, four. Kyle Gibson, three. Zach Eflin, I say two, Todd, three. Mitch Keller, one. Joe Musgrove, five. Logan Gilbert, five. Uh, Miles Michaelis, four, Todd, three. Jordan Hicks, zero. Josh Fleming, I say one, Todd, zero. Dane Dunning, zero. Taylor Hearn, zero. Kevin Gaussman, five. Jose Barrios, I say four. Todd, five. And then Yoan Adon, zero. Todd, anything else on your mind today as we wrap things up? No. Well, looking forward to our our final show together on MLB Network Radio tomorrow. And we're also doing Fantasy Network tomorrow, aren't we? Yeah. James is off and uh, you're stepping in. So I'm excited to chat yeah. for a couple hours. I think... I got to text Jason Collette. I'll try to get Jason on and uh, should who, be a fun who, show who, either way. Who, who's that? Do Jason I know Collette. Him? <laughs> oh, all right. All right. Yeah. All right. Who? Okay. And if you have a guest that you really want to invite on, I mean, by all means, but either way, I think it's going to be a, a fun couple hours. And yeah, the last MLB show together. And then before uh, Eric Halterman takes over for me. Yeah. Uh, we're but, off the week. We're off the last week in April. Yeah. And actually we're yeah. off. Uh, ML or we're off on the fantasy channel next Saturday as well for the uh, NFL draft. So join us tomorrow. If you can, Todd, thanks so much. Thank you all for listening. We'll be back next week on the Rotowire fantasy baseball podcast. Spring is in the air at Littleton coin company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.